Carrie Goldberg suffered from a common dilemma. I always knew that I wanted children, but I was definitely focused on career first. I kept dating and dating and dating and trying, and somehow none of my relationships worked out. Finally, I hit age 39, which was the deadline that I had set for myself a long time earlier, that if I weren't married, then I would become a single mother and have a child on my own. And I never thought that it would actually get there, but all of a sudden, there it was. So Carrie wanted a baby, ASAP. There's that feeling when you want a baby and haven't had one of just longing for it. You know, that sort of empty feeling in your arms. Carrie decided to cut out the middleman. In fact, Carrie decided to cut out the man altogether. So I eventually settled on the idea of donor sperm, so I started sperm shopping. I ended up choosing this very tall man with SAT scores better than mine. He was donor 8282. The vial of 8282, the tall, intelligent sperm, it arrived at Carrie's clinic. And there it sat, waiting for her. I felt like, okay, there it is. It's in the freezer. I wouldn't say that I was happy, I was just kind of like, that's settled. That's there. There's my ace in the hole. So I'd say there was kind of some relief to it. But as soon as the vial arrived, things started to change for Carrie. Almost magically. Just as those vials from donor 8282 were arriving, I went on my first date with a man named Sprax. His real name's Stephen, but Sprax is the nickname that he goes by. She met the man of her dreams, while that sperm, well, that sperm just sat on deep freeze. It was just sitting quietly in the freezer. Sprax today is my very beloved husband. (laughs) Which is just amazing to me because the backstory was so harrowing. (laughs) Carrie and Sprax now have two beautiful children of their own. And on their way to living happily ever after, Carrie was approached by a friend, Beth another woman nearing 40 years of age. And so one rainy, rainy Boston night, she stopped over and I offered her the sperm if she wanted it because I certainly didn't need it anymore. So the sperm in vial 8282 made the journey over to Beth. It went by cryogenic truck from her fertility clinic to the one that I was using and I always had this image of some white van exuding dry ice smoke as it was driving across the Charles River from one clinic to another. Beth had recently been through a very tough divorce, which clued her into one thing. It was interesting because sort of divorce catapulted me into the real realization that I wanted to have children. I think it really became a thing that I realized that I did want. And right away, the sperm in 8282 begin to work their charm. Once I got those vials of sperm, it changed things dramatically for me because it took a tremendous pressure off. That sperm was there. The opportunity presented itself that even if I went out and got a turkey baster, I could have tried it the next day. But there was something a little beyond the empowerment. Something more magic. That is a question people ask us all the time. Do you really feel like there was something that it was a magic vial? Because what had happened to Carrie then began to happen to Beth. Shortly after I received the vials from Carrie, I met Phil. It was um, 
a surprise, let's put it that way. Phil is my now husband. Phil is the person who replaced the vials of sperm in many, many, many ways. <laughs> He's more than a vial. Um, he is the father of my child. I have one. I have one. Right away, Carrie and Beth both realize what is going on. There was a kind of a holy moment, <laughs> you know, and it was, it kind of, it unfolded over time. I think for me, the really amazing moment was when we, Beth and I sort of mutually passed the sperm on to Pam. Oh, well, you know, let's see if it still has the charm. I'm Pamela Ferdinand. I always knew that I wanted children. I just didn't necessarily take action to make it happen in a timely manner. Beth generously offered me 8282, and I said yes. So the little guys from 8282 are trucked over to Pam's clinic, and she hopes for the best. I met Mark around the same time. It was probably a matter of weeks. I had started a fellowship, and he was sitting in front of me in an astronomy class, and he looked incredibly kind, and I thought to myself, that's the kind of man I want to end up with. And I did. <laughs> Mark is now going to be my husband next year. So he's my, the father of two of my children. And that is the story of the magic sperm, vial number 8282. We've joked that it's the lucky sperm or the magic sperm. When I think about donor 8282, I feel lucky. <laughs> when I think about donor 8282, I feel deep gratitude. I feel like without knowing it, he changed the course of my life. When I think of donor 8282, I feel kind of amused now also because who knew what that donor was going to actually do for the three of us, even though none of us ended up using it. Now, for more on the story of the magic vials, check out the book written by Carrie, Beth, and Pam. It's called Three Wishes. We'll have a link on our site, snapjudgment.org. The story was produced by Anna Sussman. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.